0: Aboard the battleship pretension, I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening, David. Yes. there's a pause there. What was going <laughs> I on? I forgot my line <laughs> <laughs> in which you identify yourself. <laughs> yeah, I forgot
1: that I had to say that.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh,
1: you're supposed to ask me how it's going.
0: I think I know how it's going if you're forgetting <laughs> your own name. Uh, David, how is it going? That's the question that I'm, I want to know.
1: Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna jump on, I'm gonna rain on your parade here. Um, but I'm feeling a bit maudlin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that word, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it works well, really well. It describes you so well, so much of the time, I think. So
0: much of the time, you think? Yeah, yeah I think you're a... The
1: word melancholy, you're a melancholy describes sort, me a lot of the there's time. There's a lot of overlap there.
0: Fair enough, yes. Yeah. Not um, all of us are robots, David.
1: Speaking... Do you remember the uh, Futurama? Uh, war is the H word. The, future, the war I episode, love that episode. And there's the medical hospital where there's the doctor bot that's clearly alan, Aldo alan Alda from mash and he yeah. has a switch on his side that goes from irreverent to maudlin
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he switches and he clicks it himself and he just goes when will the killing end and stuff yeah. like that
1: yes uh that's maybe my favorite episode of future actually it's pretty great um okay so we don't have a lot of fucking around to do the reason that uh, <laughs> well no we have a no, lot to do we can't <laughs> we fuck around before we it. get to all the fucking around there we go uh this is our 350th episode it's a big it's a big big deal for us mm-hmm. um you could, listen, you could almost listen to an episode a day for a year with a two-week vacation.
0: Provided, of course, you <laughs> paid the $10 uh, right, for, the yes, 40, for the first 40, which yeah. we do not stand by. Um, <laughs> we
1: stand by you giving us $10 for any reason at all. Absolutely. We don't stand by the quality of the first 40 episodes. Um, that's apparently, like Malcolm Gladwell says, it takes 10,000 hours to be good at something. We did it in 40 weeks 40 episodes yeah but that, then that came out to
0: about 10,000
1: hours you went on are long-winded
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um okay so let's get to our sponsorship so i want everyone to uh pull their chairs up close to their mp3 players and make sure you're tweaked audio.com slash pretension earbuds that are nice and snug
0: now how would one get what go about getting those earbuds you
1: should already have them okay uh, if you don't you go to tweakedaudio.com, T-W-E-A-K-E-D, audio.com. That's your home for professional quality earbuds in a variety of styles and colors at a low, low price. Mm-hmm. But if you go that extra mile, com slash pretension, you get all that at one-third off and no shipping charges. And we see a piece of that as well. We so sure So you do. get some awesome earbuds in a variety of styles and colors. You don't have to get just one pair. You can get the whole variety. Christmas is um, coming, David. Exactly. Christmas is coming. And, and, I, and I believe –
0: Han- We're in the middle of Hanukkah by the time this goes up?
1: By the time this goes up, yes, Hanukkah okay. has already started. All right. So you've still got, like, five days left of presents. Yep. Um, anyway, it's com slash pretension. Get some of your support the show.
0: Now, who's our other sponsor? David, I'll tell you. All right, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Mirage, a new short film written and directed by Kyle Valley. The film takes place in Afghanistan in two thousand and nine as a soldier named Stone finds himself in the middle of a desert bloody in the middle of the desert, bloody and beaten He, is, he, he stumbles through the vast emptiness. <laughs> Our guests are distracting me.
1: (laughs) They just toasted on (laughs) bloodied
0: and beaten. Yeah, that seemed. That's an odd beat. (laughs) Okay. Kyle, I'm sorry for my guests. (laughs) Moving on. He stumbles through the vast emptiness, eager to find Tommy, a fellow soldier and close friend. Disoriented and exhausted, Stone hears Tommy's voice in the wind, urging him to keep searching. Their eventual reunion is harrowing and heartbreaking. Mirage is the directorial debut of actor Kyle Valley and is currently making the rounds at film festivals. More information about this film can be found at miragepresskit.com or by clicking the ad at battleshippretension.com. We'll be talking about this, this film... Uh, for the next several weeks, and we'll tell you different things about it as we go. I look forward to learning these different things. It sounds fascinating. Uh, he, uh, Kyle, was nice enough to include some uh, some anecdotes about the uh, the filmmaking process, and uh, boy, oh, boy! Okay, uh, um, you should be looking forward. To it. I am looking forward. I'm looking forward to reading one myself next Indeed. week. I've gotten to the point where
1: I I like doing these these Do readings up? of the ads. All right. I think it should come as no surprise to anyone who's listened to. Our episodes, especially the first forty, that I like the sound of my own voice. Yeah. So I don't if I were mind to incorporate
0: the term, I'm a, if I were to say, like right in the middle of one of these, I'm a dumbass. Would you think? <laughs> what do you think the odds are that you would actually read it before you realize what you did?
1: I would just read it. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Barkley style as exactly. a reference. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Again, no more fucking around. We got a lot of fucking around to get to. Yeah. Because it's episode three hundred and fifty, and for those who have listened, even if you haven't listened to the first forty, that's okay because you didn't miss any of these. Right. Uh, every fifty episodes. What we like to do in, to, to celebrate having done nearly a year of episodes mm-hmm. in between, uh, we like to have two of our favorite uh, and funniest past guests on. So basically, Tyler and I can sit back and take an episode off yeah. and just let. We've them be worked funny. hard for
0: forty-nine <laughs> weeks. Yeah, all right.
1: <laughs> so Leave it to the pros. So uh, tell us who we have here today,
0: Tyler. Well, David, I'm glad you asked. Uh, we have, uh, I believe he was first on the show uh, like a year and a half ago. It was right before the release of The Dark Knight Rises uh, <laughs> because we talked a lot about it. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, comic Will Anderson. Will
3: hi, hello, and I, and I don't want anyone else to give me any problems they had with that movie. It was flawless, flawless. It was flawless, <laughs> and I won't hear anything else. I, I don't care about you, internet. The movie was flawless. It was everything I wanted. Okay, one tiny scene that I didn't like. When 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 Batman came back and him and Bane had the big fight and Bane said, why have you come back? And he's come. he said, I've come back to stop you. He should, Batman shouldn't have said that. He should have just punched him. That's it. Uh, Only flaw. That is but that is the only floor in that movie. You're wrong, can? internet. You're wrong.
2: <laughs> All right,
0: that's a good opening statement. Okay, and I think we've got the essence of Will right there. Uh, but we also have yeah our second our, our second guest here. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell
1: you in a second why I'm choosing to introduce uh, okay. this guest. Actually, you know what? I'll say you, right you now. went more than a minute without talking. No, yes, that's part of it. Here's why I like to have you introduce the guest because even if it's a person that I know mm-hmm. and have been on the uh podcast many times or that I know in person I always have this weird fear right before the moment I introduce them that I'm going to get their name wrong or mispronounce their name
0: and so you chose the person with the insane name Yes
1: because, <laughs> to, to jump into Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to This is like uh, uh, immersion therapy for me <laughs> I need to say That our next guest is on much more recently And I'm sure has lots to say About The Dark Knight Rises And, and many other things uh, Geeky and hilariously So uh, Please welcome back Asterios Kokonos
4: Thank you It's uh, and You, you got it? mine perfect Alright If you got it wrong I'm not going to correct you on your 350th podcast <laughs> <laughs> Terrible would that be I guess for that I guess if we're going to talk about that scene from Batman. Here's the thing that I don't like about that scene from uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Like, he's flying like a plane filled with like wonderful technology, and he's flying it over like these crooks that are gonna shoot a bunch of unarmed cops. <laughs> and he's just kind of like. What does he do? He, like, launches, like, a little bit of tear gas and then flies away? <laughs> like, My do, something! Exactly. do something! do something! These cops don't have guns! They're marching in a column, like, all, like, heroic, like, oh, and then, by the way... That one cop, what's the the Matthew, coward yeah. cop? Matthew Modine. Yeah, Matthew Modine. It's it's like, yeah, he was right to try to stay in his apartment because he definitely died.
2: <laughs> like he
4: got murdered by those crooks. Uh, like, yeah. oh, he got murdered, but well, he died with his uniform on. He's dead. He's dead. He
2: had a
3: family. family yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she can go and get a husband who isn't a coward. <laughs> she can go and get a new decent husband who can raise that child right. <laughs> right actually you know what happens when your dad dies your son becomes batman right? so oh, that's yeah. what happens right yeah yeah more batman more batman like all more those batman all those cops problems. kids will become batman <laughs> yeah. the city will be full of batman through <laughs> the
0: safest city <laughs> seriously yeah. the, the, the city full of vigilantes <laughs> right but there's only so much crime so they're probably gonna well just become criminals i think right eventually take each other out yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Now I yeah, I didn't want to spend a lot of time on Dark Knight Rises because that's old news. Yeah, I'd rather sure. talk about more recent old news. Yeah. Okay. Uh because as as teased, I think, an episode or two ago, our friend David uh-huh. recently saw Finally for the, Finally for the first time saw Man of Steel. Yeah. Oh. And uh it
1: and it happened I didn't I've been saying for years that 300 is the worst movie produced in my lifetime
3: mm-hmm.
1: Zack Snyder outdid himself yeah Man of Steel is fucking terrible I
3: hated it so uh, much oh no it's what you- so much worse than that <laughs> <laughs> so much worse than that and I'm saying are you it- a fan of serious oh. by the way
4: I hate this okay, movie I'm, so we're but all I'm on the same tell you right. oh my god that big fight at the end where Batman to kill all those <laughs> people right. the Genesis pod takes an hour to become Superman and by the way I haven't seen Man of Steel
2: <laughs> right. I haven't at all
4: I just I heard so much shit about it from nerds like you that I was just like I'm not I have an opinion and I'm not changing it
3: well I think I make up for you because I hated it the first time and I've seen it four other times oh since god, <laughs> right, and I am just... still convinced that what, I happened
4: in, what happened in your life that you you have to go on like four four different dates with four
3: different girls and they were all huge
0: was Superman
4: was it fans? was it like a
0: farce a French farce where you're running from room to room but every room is
4: of <laughs> steel it's an upstairs downstairs <laughs> every floor has Superman on it.
3: What happened? I, look, well, so the first time I saw it, I just, I, like, I walked out, and I'd hated it so much that I had to go back to check that I hated it as much as I hated it. I thought, well, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Like, maybe I should be cool with the fact that Superman, who's meant to protect all humans, seemed to just be happy for hundreds of thousands of them to die, and Superman, who was meant to be there for all Americans... Speaking uh,
1: of checking, I had to, like, check my ticket stub about 40 minutes in to make sure I'd actually bought a ticket for a Superman movie, right. and not the fucking chronicles of riddick whatever that first act that first prologue is so fucking long can you believe how
4: long it was it must have been can you believe how long people have told me it was it took forever put on this seriously you know how long it takes the ghostbusters to become the ghostbusters it's like 12 minutes (laughs) i watched ghostbusters the other night on netflix it's like okay they get fired they buy a fire station, they become the Ghostbusters. Like, halfway through the first act, they're busting their first ghost at that hotel. Why can't movies fucking do that? It takes the Hunger Games an hour and seven minutes to get to the Hunger Games.
3: We'll Which talk I, about I'll,
1: that in a little bit. We'll get actually. to that in a
3: second. Okay. Spoiler alert. Have you seen Avatar? Oh yeah. Well, okay. Well, uh, then you've yeah, seen the first. There, yeah. You've seen the first bit of Man of Steel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, Krypton is Pandora, oh, right, right? Right. And right. Uh, except that Russell Crowe, who uh, is meant to be a scientist, who's bred to be a scientist his whole life, also is very good at fighting people and jumping on flying dragons. Yeah. Don't know. It doesn't really make any sense. But then there's all these Can't babies. We just be
0: happy. He's not
3: singing. There's a lot of babies. <laughs> you know what he tweeted afterwards. He goes, "There's been a lot of people asking for a prequel set entirely." No, there hasn't, Russell. <laughs> You're just tweeting that. You're the only person asking for that. Uh, so that's the first bit. Terrible, terrible, terrible. It's terrible from the start. It, I mean, that's yeah. actually one of the better bits of the whole Space film, too. Space dragon, really? Space dragon. I no one has told me about this dragon. What? <laughs> yeah. But at one stage, he runs out of a cave. Again, this is a thing that bothers me a lot about these movies, these futuristic places where... They haven't invented windows. Yeah, <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. Like, every they all have this wonderful technology, but no one has any windows or doors. Yeah, like, it's like it's like the new Thor film. Like you're in this fabulous place, but no, no one has a door. Yeah, no one has like a window. Everything is open plan. Yeah, you know, the world's going crazy. Oh, yeah. and the, the
1: first robot they have to invent is the Roomba because everything's so fucking dusty. <laughs> they yeah. can't and keep the world out.
3: Also,
4: Thor, more like Snore Am I right? Oh, what a snooze that second act was. I have not seen Thor. <laughs> Either <laughs> I, I I just want to have an opinion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's, it's serious. We'll get to in a moment. We'll get to the things you have seen Cause I re- You know what I saw? I, okay, the what's Best up?
4: Man Holiday. <laughs> Oh, we'll, okay, we'll get I'll to that I'll in a, tell you about it later. We'll okay? get to that in a it's second really because I really, I'm sure it's from
1: the director of Undercover Brother, which is a highly underrated oh, comedy. It's not a bad movie. It's, it's very funny. Movie.
4: I'll tell you about it. I don't want to. All
0: right. Yeah, we've got Man of Steel to talk about now. Admittedly, <laughs> I did a whole up. Ep- David, you were busy at uh, what film festival was it? I guess a uh, LAF. LA- yes, yes. Los okay. Film Festival. And so I had a couple of guests on Pat Francis and uh, and Mike Siegel, to talk about Man of Steel. And at the time, uh. I didn't like it, of course, of course, but <laughs> um, but it, it it's a film that was just like, well, you know, it has this, and it just it felt like more like, oh, well, it's un you know, unrealized potential and that sort of thing. But now, just every time my mind goes back, to right. it, I think of more things that I don't like. It,
3: that, that's the thing about that film. I, seen honestly, is yeah. <laughs> that but but the more you think about it, the more you don't like it. Uh-huh. You, you can actually watch it. And, like, kind of, if you let it wash over you, there's there's enough, like, good good special effects, and there's, like, some good characters, and you're kind of like, yeah, like, okay. If I, but if you think about it for one moment, it just is terrible. <laughs> you know Superman's meant to protect America? At one stage, he smashes a $12 million plane. Yeah. Smashes it. For yeah. no reason other than to make a point. And I can't stand it. That doesn't the, seem to be a Superman. Uh,
1: the destruction, <laughs> like, the way that... Like, he should have accidentally killed people all the time but there's like thing like they crash through the ihop oh that's another thing huh. there's an entire right. town there's an entire fight set around product placements yep. like they're either fighting in front of a sears or in an ihop or in a Seven Eleven parking lot and the the logos are well just, they like to get it out, out of the way. way well that one yeah, uh,
3: fell swoop uh, that but, is the american way right. so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there's part where he and the other kryptonian guy i can't remember uh, his name crash zod? Zod.
3: no yeah. not zod it's the uh, other like, the other one yeah, yeah, yeah the other yeah, guy
1: yeah. not uh, not whatever his name is uh, they crashed through an IHOP. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's a good thing the waitstaff decided to seat everyone along those two walls, <laughs> or else there'd be 20 dead people in the middle of this IHOP. But they're also looking up from their... Uh, you know what, though, know David? The IHOP. <laughs> yeah, they
0: would, they would they would, die happy, because they're an IHOP.
1: See, Are you could, a fan
0: of IHOP? Uh, no, of course okay. not. I'm just saying that that's, that would have been the uh, the tack they would take. Um, Last time oh, I was in an IHOP God, was no. with you. Really? Oh man, when was that? Right before we saw Superbad, so I guess that was seven years ago or something. Well, yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. So guys, I, I'm a Denny's man, as we all know.
4: Guys are bearing the lead here. The Denny's Hobbit breakfasts are back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, I Who know. Who has had them? I have not. Oh my God, they are really good this year. They
3: have. <laughs> if you thought I don't, look, even, I don't even know what you're talking. Wait, what, what is Hobbit? You've got to explain. These?
4: Sure. Well, at Denny's. Every time there's a Hobbit movie out...
1: So two they, times now.
4: Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's a tradition. Yeah, uh, Every, Both times. <laughs> both times. They they have a breakfast menu that's available 24-7, and it's just Hobbit-related food. So last year it was like Gandalf Gobble Melt. And it was, like, turkey dinner that was so good, it must have been magic. And this year, they have uh, they have this really good, they have, like, strong, they have, like, a, what was it, Bow- Bowman's Brew. That's, it's this yeah. pumpkin coffee. Yeah. It just tastes like candy and ice cream. <laughs> it's really good. And I went to Denny's for, like, the third time in three days. I went to the same Denny's. And the lady was like, there's no free refills on Bowman's Brew Pumpkin Hobbit (laughs) coffee Anymore And I was like What do you mean there's no I was like What do you mean there's no Free refills on Hobbit coffee When did this happen Why did this happen (laughs) And she goes This happened because of What you did last time
2: (laughs) And I was like, oh, right. My
4: behavior is... I just kept dre- uh, qu- quaffing, as, I, as we say, in the middle of uh, goblet after goblet of this hobbit goblet.
0: So, yeah, okay. So, I'm a big fan of Denny's. I go, yeah. I'm going to say two, three times a week. Um, wow. When you say it out loud, like, to me, it's just a foregone conclusion because I, I keep late hours. So, you kind of have to go where, you know, yeah. go with what's open. I live literally, not just a saying, literally within a stone's throw of a Denny's,
1: and I haven't been in years.
0: Yeah, you're incorrect. Um,
1: <laughs> not that you well, haven't gone, but in Because I'm also in non-gun. stone's throw of a Panera, and if it's Denny's or Panera, I guess Panera isn't open 24 hours. Oh, I'm Do-
4: sorry, does Panera have uh, some kind of uh, awesome Hobbit sandwich, salad, bagel, coffee special?
1: No, but you gotta, you gotta try their Alexander, Alexander Payne's Nebraska yeah. coffee.
3: <laughs> uh, I mean, I was having the 12 years of Sly breakfast at the International House of <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: One of the best things about uh, the current Hobbit menu, because, of course, this is the time for desolation of smog. It's an evolution of the menu.
1: It sure is. By the way, it's smog. What was that? It's not smog, like what's in the air. It's Smaug. Smaug? Yeah. I don't like that at all. All right. You, you know it? what? Give into it, because I didn't like it at first either, but now I'm really into saying Smaug. Smaug. Yes.
2: Smaug.
4: Okay, but I'm, I'm really going to that's a made-up over... word, right? There's no
2: proper pronunciation. Hey,
3: yeah. I was
4: going to get mad at you. Yeah, oh, yeah. and then... Wait, oh, wait. Well, hang on. <laughs> yes, that's it's that's about
3: not... Lord of the Rings. People are going to get mad at yeah. you. <laughs> you know what? Even if you get it right, people are going to get mad at yeah. you. Yeah, and, and as a... Cheerfully, cheerfully you.
0: withdrawn. Right? And right. as a young boy, I apparently, like the moron that I am, uh, for years said Magneto instead of Magneto. Because oh. he's the master of magnetism. <laughs> Ma- not magnetism. <laughs> all right? That's ha- that was how I... Anyway. Um, right. But I've changed. You know, I get it. Um, you open up that menu, and there's all the items, you know, set amongst... Smaug's treasure. Oh, uh-huh. and real quick, and, and real the, quick.
4: The menu, when you open it, you are opening the minds of Moria. Yes. Just want to make yes. that clear. Yes. Okay, good. And see, Opening the menu is a journey. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Please continue. Sorry. And at the
0: top, it says a phrase that is just... My, my only, my first thought when I, every time I look at the Denny's Hobbit menu, my first thought was like, bless their hearts. Yeah. You know, God bless them, they're trying. Uh, and at the top it says, it says, behold the riches of smog, it's of smog. <laughs> and it's just like, it goes, oh yes, behold. Here's some turkey that I can get if I want. Oh, but and hold on, just, let's,
1: to talk about the movies or talk about J.R. Tolkien's source material. Is the idea of a dragon coveting omelets any more ridiculous than a dragon co- coveting gold? They're
4: both, what, like, what useless. market is
1: it's the dragon less going to? It's useless to
4: a dragon to have an
1: omelet. <laughs> the gold. Right. Yes. What's he doing yes. with that gold?
4: Exactly.
3: I-, I like to think that there are some people out there who think the movies are based on the menu.
4: <laughs> <laughs> final.
3: Right.
4: Yeah, time, that's why the movies yeah. are just okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man, and that's the, I'm, I've become fascinated by uh, by tie-ins because I I remember um, years ago Despicable Me had a tie-in with IHOP, and part of me was like who did, who chooses IHOP aside from Man of Steel, obviously, but huh. um, but then also currently the tie-in for Hunger Games is Subway.
4: Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah,
0: and so like there's all these uh, commercials that that uh, that appear to be an ad for Hunger Games, and then here's you know big sandwich there and i was like yeah that seems kind of interesting that in hunger games it's It's, like here's this thing that these characters never be able Well,
1: the idea of hunger games being a promotional tie-in with anything means that they either don't get or don't care what about what the
0: hunger games means i don't i don't see why you said (laughs) or i think (laughs) they don't get it
3: and they they don't don't care is the Uh,
4: tagline maybe odds be forever in your flavor.
3: Uh, so that would be good. Is it? That would be- I'm asking a
4: serious question. Right. Uh, no. I'm a professional advertising right. writer. Yeah. And if they don't, if they're not using that line, I'm going to try to steal that business right? is all I'm saying.
0: If not just destroy that business because they don't deserve, you know. No, they don't. Yeah. It sounds like something BBDO would do. No offense, guys. <laughs> 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 Did you just go, like, really behind the curtain of, like, advertising, guys? Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know what that I, is. Yeah, I, I tried
4: know. to reference an advertising agency that both was big enough so that advertising people listening would know it but there was also mentioned on Mad Men so Uh, in case you don't fair enough yeah that's the that's the only one I can really reference I'm sorry but here's the thing so I suppose (laughs) it's uh what is it it's about physical fitness then right right because it's like these Hunger Games guys are fucking ripped
3: yeah a lot of people don't know that Jared lost all that weight in the Hunger Games (laughs) (laughs) that would explain that one ad where he's just crying the whole
2: time (laughs)
1: So, mysterious. Uh, have you seen the Hunger, have you, you haven't seen the new Hunger Games movie because you no. haven't seen anything that we're talking about. No, today. I saw it's Hunger it's Games
4: one <laughs> the other night uh, because I was on uh, another movie show. Uh-oh, wait, Uh-oh. What? Oh wait, Hold
1: on. Hang on. What? Sorry, even I'm offended.
4: I mean nothing. I was on
2: nothing.
4: Uh, I was on the Screen Junkies uh, okay. web show, and so I had to watch the Hunger Games. Oh my god, is that movie fucking long? <laughs> i really um, like that movie and like, i and i really like the sequel too i liked it i didn't love it like you know i liked all the acting i thought it, it was like wow lenny kravitz is two for two with me <laughs> because i liked him in the butler and i fucking liked him in the Hunger Games. Oh.
1: you didn't see precious
4: no is he good in precious yeah he's, he's fine, fine. he's not in he like, a big Gabriel role is like gut like is he just oh. hidden under her shirt? Oh. How does it work? Who oh. is he in the
1: movie? He's essentially this. It's essentially, it's really it's the same role as in the Hunger Games. He's just I wouldn't. Like, the I, guy. I, he's he's like the guy who's nice. To, well, that's you know the, what would have been brave
3: in advertising? advertising? Yeah. An international house of pancakes. Precious time.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Or I mean, I'm not saying this. This is in the film. The character. <laughs> yeah, does... I think you need to say. Yeah, it's. There are other chains that given, not. Not the nature <laughs> T- of the Tread characters, lightly. but who they are specifically. There are other restaurants and chains that would maybe work better uh, for a tie-in. Because, you know... Well, you've made me very uncomfortable <laughs> with this. <laughs> hey! <laughs> and this actually goes back to something that I, uh, I... I always feel really torn when talking about Precious. Because I feel like, though the film is very good, uh-huh. and though the acting is great, and it's written fairly well, it it's so... It deals in stereotypes. Yeah. And... I often and so like when the character of Precious like buys like a whole bucket of fried chicken my part uh, part of me is like ah, I I I feel like I sh- I shouldn't be offended right cuz the like the director isn't trying to be racist <laughs> no like it just but, uh,
1: i to, I to felt get serious so, about
0: Precious here for a second it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's
1: sort of like up to sinclair's the jungle where it's like up to sinclair's the jungle is a novel wherein... Uh, an immigrant in Chicago in the the turn of the century, or whatever, mm. whenever it takes place, has every bad thing that possibly could it, happen to someone yes. in that position happen to him. Um,
0: and it's so that's almost a- comedic. Every single thing <laughs> right. that that could go wrong. It's Murphy's Law. That's the, the original title of Precious. Okay,
3: let's aside go, from push. Let's get back to letting our guests. Just funny. on just on racism, just for a second. Though. Okay. Let's... As an Australian, I think I'm the only one who can really understand what it's like to... Because uh, I've seen the Outback Steakhouse ads. And uh, my country is nothing like that. You racists! You oh. racists! We're sorry. Uh, I don't even know what a Bloomin' Onion is. You oh, don't well, need I to. What we is, do and delicious. we love it. Uh,
0: there, there are maybe some things that you guys could learn from Outback Steakhouse. That, and that Bloomin' Onion is right at the top of the list. Um... What's yeah, that,
4: you know, a blooming onion has as much as many calories in it as like an entire turkey. Uh, <laughs> like I learned that the other—I learned that a little while ago. It's uh, the entire
1: Denny's yeah. Hobbit turkey menu. <laughs> <laughs> it, it,
4: it's four gobble melts, Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, oh yeah. So just to tie with the Hunger Games again, real quick, like I like I I found I thought it probably could have used more more super violence. Like you know, I was. Like I watched uh what was it Battle Royale, yeah. which is a movie it is most often directly compared to, and it's like, man, in Battle Royale, two people get killed while they're explaining the murder games <laughs> that you're about to be in like two people don't survive the exposition <laughs> of Battle Royale like eighteen minutes in in Battle Royale. You got like a fat kid with a crossbow shooting his friends. Uh-huh. It's just so much more entertaining. In the Hunger Games, it's like the, I found I found the violence very sanitized. Like like the cornucopia fight, it was told in like a lot of quick cuts. It was very like you know I, I the, the editing was like very affected and very stylized. But I felt that it was affected and stylized to like mask the violence. This goes back to
0: my my big problem with the film, uh, and that's the thing is maybe it's not. Maybe I don't have a problem with the film itself so much as it just – what it was could never be to me as effective as as possible, which is you're telling a story about kids killing each other. Like that is – that – it should be violent. We should see the consequences. But of course the very nature of that story is meant for a certain audience, so it, it would never be that. Like
1: but unless they're think, going to
0: take it away from that audience,
1: as uh, no, Will and I are, are the ones here who like the Hunger Games. So uh, you know
4: what, I like it too. I just wish it had non- I just felt like they compromised. Is all I'm saying.
1: And I don't think I, I don't think you need to actually literally see it on screen to know how violent that was. You see, like the swing of the machete. You see, you see blood or whatever. You see, like th- that 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 stylized uh, sort of messy way of shooting and cutting it. I think got across how how terrifying and violent it was without actually seeing the gore. That's how it worked for me is all I'm saying.
0: The scene where, um, that one guy who I think is supposed to be like a lookout for the, the villains and such, which is, you know, is a problem I have that it's like, well, I feel like none. I feel like all these kids are victims, but, um, He's like a lookout, and he doesn't do a good enough job, and well, so yeah, like they're the,
1: all, obviously
4: they're all victims. That's the whole point. Except no, some, of they, yeah, like some of them are obvious villains. Yeah, because they go out of their way to make some of the mean girls. Like they go <laughs> out of their way to make some of those kids. But
1: they also like, go out of their way to point out that it's because of this system that it's made them like this. So yeah, they're they're assholes, but it's also because it's like you know right.
3: And also we want to, I, well, I as an audience. I also want to have some fun seeing them kill some people.
2: Do you know what i I
3: mean, yeah, I know yeah, it's like a big, you know, like, oh, we've got a, kids killing kids. But I'm going to see a movie. I want to see some fun killing stuff as well. Like, I want a little bit of a running man, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> things, that, I mean, that's the thing.
4: Then I watched The Running Man, and I had never seen it before. That was, the Running Man was incredible. I I couldn't believe how much fun I had with the fucking Running Man. (laughs) There's no, like, at no point in that movie are you not entertained. Like... Like, okay, ten seconds of exposition, two minutes of girls in aerobics outfits right. doing sexy aerobics dances, <laughs> It's like, somehow... thirty seconds of political, like, talk, like, two full minutes of, like, Maria Conchita Alonzo in a low-cut thing <laughs> running around. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so... And then nobody... You know what? Would it help the Hunger Games? Stop pointing at if... me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Gary... What's his fucking name? Uh, I forgot the name of the... Gary director. Ross. Gary Ross. You know what? Gary Ross... Uh if every time one of the tributes had died, if Katniss had made some sort of hilarious quip, like, in the fucking <laughs> ring, man, that would have been great. Like, like after that girl ate the berries, like, I guess you had all you could eat. <laughs> like, that's great, you know? And then she yeah.
0: pulls out a Subway
4: sandwich. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, uh, what, what's what's going on in in film in Australia right now?
3: Uh, nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> there's no movies no, coming we, down they, the pike. They've that They've given haven't... up completely. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> really? Yeah, like the, there's uh, there was an article. In fact, there's a greatest. Uh, I, I will uh, plug something. Little indie film called "A um, uh, Hundred Bloody Acres." It was. Oh called. yeah, i, yeah, I heard uh, we
1: reviewed uh, it on the side. I didn't get to see it. But.
3: Right, and you know what? It's like for what it is. There's uh, there's a couple of great performances, and a guy called Angus Sampson, who's like an Australian comedic actor, is hilarious in it, and a guy, a guy called uh, uh, Damon Herivan, uh, who is also really fantastic. There's a couple of uneven performances as well, but mm-hmm. it's the nature of that sort of low-budget sort of comedy slash horror thing. But it's fantastic. It got great reviews. It did mm-hmm. well on the festival circuit. It, got, it opened at the Australian box office. It made $18,000. Wow
4: Is that good?
3: <laughs> no, no, our money is worth the same as your money <laughs>
2: Oh no! Oh, that's terrible!
3: <laughs> and Oh no! I believe the movie was made for more than $18,000 <laughs> Uh, like 25 make
4: that, you guys make that much in headphone sales
3: <laughs> they're, oh. they're, they're genuinely saying that the Australian model should now be only sort of uh, sort of the video like direct to sort of home hmm. video like they're just saying it doesn't make sense there was a breakout movie a year or so ago called the sapphires uh, oh, right. which was like With, a kind of yeah. a musical it had Chris O'Dowd yeah. uh, oh, yes, yes. from girls in it and it was about like a, an Australian Aboriginal girl group who sang in the Vietnam War hmm. um, that was really interesting and it did quite well Kind of made like 15 million dollars or something around the world but like the rest of the industry is just terrible. Is underworld. there a theory
0: as to why, like, why it just has dried up? Is like, is everybody going to the US to work? Or I think yeah, that's, that's part what we, of we it. need
1: a strong Australian. America needs a strong Australian film industry because we need to keep stealing their Baz Ex- and their Nicole Kidmans. Exactly. Their- oh, don't get me wrong, so but I do
3: think that it's that sort of thing. Of like, part of it is that people are people can see Australians in American films all the uh-huh. time. If you want to see, you know, you can. Like, Thor was the biggest movie in Australia. Like, it was the biggest movie here, and Chris Hemsworth is an Australian. You know, oh, yeah. so uh, it's not like people can't go go out and see Australians in these movies. You know, Avatar was the biggest movie in the world and Sam Worthington's in Australia. You know, like, right. every movie has an Australian in it, so I don't think that people feel like they're missing that. But Australians telling Australian stories, people aren't watching them in Australia. Hmm. And I, so I, it's really problematic. So, yeah, there was a massive article in the paper just the other day saying that basically, is it time for this Australian film industry to just give up?
4: Is it is it public supported? Is there like government support for? I know in Canada they they, they kind of have a model like that, and the BBC like like how, like how does the entertainment industry work there?
3: Right. So well, the film industry, yeah. So Screen Australia. Like, mm-hmm. So people would if you. So I've got a friend is uh, uh, trying to make a movie at the moment, and it, the, the process to go through, you know, with Screen Australia is just apparently it's. But that's the only way you can get a movie done because you can't get independent finance on any of these things, mm-hmm. and then you and. Because you're applying to a government body, it's hard to get movies that people want to see made because the government body will approve, you know, movies that they think are worthy to be made. So a lot of the time, you know, it turns out that people on a Friday night on a date don't want to go and see a movie about someone who's doing a lot of heroin because, yeah, like, <laughs> the hour of incest or whatever, <laughs> oh. you know, you know, what I mean, there are always these gritty, horrible sort yeah. of like, some of them are great films, but, mm. but yeah, so not, I don't think there's, it was really interesting because you know at one stage Crocodile Dundee was the uh, I think the, the independent film in the world that had made the most money compared to what it had cost to make cool like I think it cost like mm-hmm. you know three million dollars or five million dollars to make and it made like three hundred fifty million dollars or something ridiculous mm-hmm. like that I and, think it
1: actually got unseated by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is
4: that right yeah, yeah. I was yeah. gonna I was gonna say and then probably later later by Blair Witch but it's funny how like Blair Witch Ninja Turtles Cro- I didn't know Crocodile Dundee was an independent yeah I mean, yeah that's crazy well, I think the
1: the current record, hol- record holder for highest-grossing independent movie is Passion of the Christ, which is also the record holder for hi- in America for highest-grossing R-rated movie and highest-grossing movie in a foreign language. Really? Yeah.
2: Ugh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> give, me, give me the Ninja Turtles any day of the week. Give me a guy comparing knives any day of the goddamn week.
3: Oh, my Lord. All right, so we're just going to make religious films in Australia. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, That's not a cross. You know? This is a cross. <laughs>
4: It's, it's, like, it's like, if you sell through your religious movie, you get, like, you get the 200 people in that church. Like, like you know, if you sell through, like, your geek movie, I don't know, you get, like, like, the 12 people in that composter. Like, I'm not saying geek movies don't do good business, but it's like, the thing about a religious movie is that, like all those people are in one place and you can go market all of them at the same time you know like I suppose you could find all the nerds in Los Angeles on Wednesday after work at the comic book store but it's yeah. like man they're there every Sunday and they're just waiting to be marketed to you know so like I can understand why that movie probably did so well
0: there, okay so as the it uh, was a <laughs> good
4: movie <laughs> yep. but it had Jesus in it everybody's favorite superhero I mean in some, <laughs>
3: some ways it's the original Gritty Reboot isn't it Tyler <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: As the uh,
0: yeah, as the Christian in the room, I will speak to this. And as somebody who has absolutely no patience for Christian film and the way uh, Christians respond to film, um, I will say that uh, yeah, there's it, it can happen with any any film that is based around a philosophy. It could be political philosophy, it could be spiritual philosophy. Philosophy, but of course, spiritual has an extra component there. Uh, yeah, you feel because guilty if you don't go. <laughs> that, exactly. You you tell people that like not not you're a bad Christian. They can't say that, mm-hmm. but it's just you really emphasize like churches all over the place are, are booking theaters. You know, it you suddenly a person feels like, I feel like I have to go to this. Partially to be part of the conversation, but that's something that's common to movies of all kinds. But like, just, I feel like this is, there are so, f- and, and really playing up, there are so few movies made for us. I'm putting quotes around that. Uh, there are so few movies made for us. This is one that's kind of made for us. Let's go see it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing is, recognizing that there is a, a market that is kind of disenfranchised it could be women it could be african americans yeah like and the it best Man's
4: be, holiday i mean ex- that movie yeah. it almost unsur it almost four. It exactly was quite, when i went to go see the best man holiday uh five theaters had it in a in a shopping mall in Redondo Beach on a Saturday, like five movie theaters were playing The Best Man yeah. Holiday nonstop, you and know? people are always
0: surprised when it happens. They're always yeah. surprised, like it didn't unseat Thor, but it came so close. And people are like, how did this happen? It's like because there's a whole market that doesn't get movies made for them, right. certainly by Hollywood, and so, um, and so like, if if and Hollywood is starting to quite cynically. Try to tap into into the Christian market because they see movies like Fireproof and Courageous, but they don't see them. They look at them, uh, and yeah, we get the Excel spreadsheets of them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So they look at those and see these movies made crazy money, especially for what they were made. You know, they were made for like five hundred thousand dollars and stuff. They, they made crazy money. So what we do? Let's. It's like, Passion of the Christ made a lot of money? Let's make uh, the Nativity story, which I don't think did well. But, like, let's try to do that. They're with making... Isha Castle Hughes, is that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. They're and making uh,
3: uh, Noah. How do you think Noah with Russell Crowe will go? I'll get to that, to that in a
0: moment. Right. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, yeah uh, Dan Darren Aronofsky. Darren is making yeah. it. Again, I'll get to that in a second. Right.
3: Um, okay. Is Noah going to put a
4: drill through his head? <laughs> What's going to happen in this fucking movie? Really? Yeah. Okay.
0: And, I'll, yeah. and so... um. Two of every drill. (laughs) But, uh, and so, uh, to go back to what we were talking about a moment ago, Man of Steel, I mean, you know, it's rampant with Christ's analogy, to the point where... Even I, am just like, come on. Like, yeah. seriously? He's 33 years old. He's yeah. 33 yeah. fucking years old. There's
4: that shot of him, like, right next to the cross. Remember, yeah. Like, he might as well have put his arm around that cross. I'm like, even yeah, buddy, we got a lot in common.
0: <laughs> and, uh, and they actually, and the studio marketed, to, marketed the film to churches. Like, sent out, like, there was a specific, like, press kit that was for... The Christian market, and it's just because they recognize that it is a, it's a market that's largely untapped. And Do you, so, did that?
1: Um, did those materials include the words from the director of Sucker Punch?
2: <laughs> was that anywhere there?
0: David, you'll be surprised. Christians loved Sucker Punch. Um, no, it's uh, and so it's it's Sucker Punch was like see.
4: there was like. They're 30 pieces of silver. was <laughs> like, all right, here you go. Make that dope movie you
2: want. We'll get you for good.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting, especially now, to watch the – not not necessarily the Christian film industry, but also just see Christians responding to the film industry. Like there's, there's a situation right now. There's a movie that was uh, called My Son. It's a Christian film that was rated R, uh, and that's hmm. very unusual. In relation to My Giant? Stein, Stein Billy it's Billy Crystal. Yeah, it's the and son of George Marisone. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, I got—I that's the guy's name, right? I, I have oh. no idea. That's, I never that saw is a my basketball giant. player's name that I knew, <laughs> um, aside from Dikembe Matumbo, who I met once. So um, yeah, it's uh, so this movie. My son is very um, is very controversial right now because it features. And the director I know about this movie because the director of it emailed me and asked if we would review this the movie on my other website and um I did not watch it I had my co-host watch it and he gave it a you know said eh, it's better than most Christian movies, but it's really not that good but the only thing notable about it is it's rated R but apparently the director and the producer the producer of course being a pastor of a church he um they they were very upset, and they said, "Like, oh, the MPAA, they're t- like, they gave us a rated R because they know that the audience we're going for is not going to want to see a rated R. So they're trying, they they did this to try to like oppress any business the movie might do. Why did it get an R rating? Was I mean, why violence? would they want to do that? Was it yeah. cursing? There's, what was the reason? There's no cursing, of course. There's never cursing. There's huh. uh, there was some low level violence that they said would probably be PG thirteen, but there's a shooting, like a mass shooting, like at a church, and. To me, it's like yes. Even if you don't see like the the squibs go off and all that kind of things, like that is mature content. And then there's like uh, some some drug use. And so, part of me, is like that could go. I, I'll make the the argument. It could go either way. PG thirteen or R. MPA thought it would be rated R. But it's like, why the would MPA the MDA
1: want to sink this film?
0: Because in in theory, uh-huh. because uh, they're against Christians. This is what I'm you know, talking about. This is why.
1: Like I don't want to. Like I don't want like, to like, turn argument, into a thing. But. Yeah? For a religion that the majority of Americans identify as, Mm -hmm. Christians are really good at acting like they're being persecuted
2: all the time. Right.
3: But but that is, I mean, without wanting to be cynical about it, that is also a good marketing ploy, isn't it? (laughs) To say that everybody else is up against you, therefore you go out, like, you uh, know... uh, Right?
4: No, I was I, I was literally about to say the same thing. It's like, that's a very savvy PR movie. <laughs> right. Like, of course you should do that. You make an enemy out of something. Yeah. Like, if you see our movie, yeah. you're fighting back against the MPAA. Just yeah. yeah. trying to keep our movie from you. It's like, well, that may be bullshit. But, like, a lot of bullshit happens to market movies. <laughs> I eat all this Hobbit food all the time. <laughs> 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 Who gives a shit? It's the movie. Yeah,
0: and actually... Uh... <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> what I'm about to say, I may wind up uh, asking us to cut, but it's. Uh, I'll make note of the time code. <laughs> please do. Um, I'm actually probably going to email the director because he opened up the conversation. I'm going to say, like, you should probably stop saying this um, because, um, you're making us look bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you either make us look like we're, we have a persecution complex, which we already do, or, <laughs> or, which admittedly, okay, yes. I think we overplay, like, the persecution thing. But by and large, Hollywood is not friendly to Christians. Like, they're not big fans of us. Uh, we tend to not be shown in a positive light. I've seen Footloose. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. But yeah, and so, uh, so what... Our guests Sorry. are distracting me. Sorry, You're
4: going to cut this anyway.
0: Yeah, we, were, <laughs>
3: um, we, were, we were just having a timeout while you, <laughs> while you, while you recorded the bit you're going to cut.
0: <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I was going to say it's like it makes us look this way or if we're being cynical and both of you thought it already and I thought of it, which is like, yeah, this looks like a publicity stunt. So... Don't stop going on Fox News because that can that contributes to another stereotype. By the way, stop going on Fox News and complaining about this. Either, like you got a rated art that sucks. Maybe play that up. Maybe actually say, "Hey, look, we are we're actually embracing gritty realism for right. the first time ever." Like
1: the ads for the happening that said "M Night Shyamalan's first R rated film." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're for that. Oh yeah, that's that was, right. Yeah, really said that in the trailers.
0: I never saw the happening. Did you?
1: Uh, no, mm-hmm. you guys see it.
4: No, but I'm, okay. I hated it. <laughs> no. A bunch of trees come to life? Mark Wahlberg, the science teacher? What kind of world is that that I haven't seen? Ridiculous. Uh,
1: did it, did everyone, speaking of people playing uh, science teachers and the like, did, it, did everyone see, uh, what was the uh, Alone in the Dark? That's the one. The, the Uwe Uvabo film where Tara Reid plays an assistant museum curator because oh. they, they, awesome. they knew we wouldn't buy her yeah, as a museum curator do, so they you know, put a pair much. of glasses on her and made an, yeah. an assistant museum curator
2: yeah, well, I think that she is
3: certainly the sort of person a museum cu- curator might hire <laughs> oh
2: yeah <laughs> that's like, great. exactly
3: really class up the joint <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: All right,
1: uh, what else have you guys seen lately? Or should we go back to talking about Man of Steel? <laughs>
4: yeah, I'll talk about whatever.
1: You
3: know, I, I, can I, can I, can I, okay, can one more, what, just because I have watched it four times now. And look, two of those times have been on the plane. Uh-huh. So I need to point that out. But there's one scene that, you know, when you like a scene, but it just. It's hot. at the same time. It just completely bothers you every time. Like so, you enjoy watching it, but it just makes no sense to the movie. This is a very famous scene from the movie. Everyone said this. So Superman, well Clark Kendall, whoever he is at this time, uh-huh. you know, the the Pearl Jam fan with the beard. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he's working in this bar, and this dude is like being uh-huh. mean to him. And then he goes out, and he basically origami's his truck around some telegraph poles, right? Yeah. And visually, it looks fantastic. Yeah, like it's, it's cool. and in the cinema you even people were like people were happy about it they're like that guy's a dick and then you yeah. origami his truck but the whole plot is meant to be <laughs> yeah, that he's like he's on the down low and he's keeping his identity secret and he goes out into a car park outside a bar I don't know how loud the jukebox is in the bar yeah alongside a highway yeah. by the way <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> and
3: apparently you can origami a truck around yeah. some telly and nobody will ever so
1: and it's part of the problem of the the way the whole like after you get through the first 45 minutes to of section right. of the movie the superman's like clark kent's clark kent's growing up is told in this needlessly our non-linear fashion right that it just jumps around and 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 it and it what it means is that at any point i don't realize where Clark Kent is in his relation to his powers, you know, right. and how he's, because we're, we keep jumping back and forth, he's an adult, he's a child, and then, and so he, sometimes it's like, so is he embracing them now, or is he scared of them, or does he want the world to know who he is now? And I, can't, I don't know, scene to scene, how he feels about himself.
3: I mean, I think the flashback, and the, the story, the origin story part of it is like, that That part is is just the biggest mistake of the whole film, because it poisons everything else that comes afterwards. Because uh-huh. to me, it, at the heart of the Superman story is, he's, like, I've always hated Kryptonite, makes like it's just it's just a stupid thing the thing that Superman's weakness to me is human beings the whole idea of Superman is meant to be that his real weakness is he wants to save everybody so there should have been a scene in the film and the whole you know where he can't save people because he's trying to save other people yeah that's that's in your classic Superman story that's what it is and that comes from Park Kent who teaches him you know to live like that that's why he isn't this super villain who's come from this other planet because he's been raised right but in this movie his dad's like don't tell anyone don't ever tell anyone that you've got these powers. Keep it to yourself. Let those kids drown on the bus. Yeah, and that's right. It. right. And that's where. So none of what happens. Well, in fact, maybe everything that happens after there makes complete sense to that. <laughs> that maybe it's a movie about bad parenting. That's I, I finally understand it, Snyder. You're a genius.
2: Uh-huh. I mean, like
4: the the original Superman movie is fantastic and I think it's because like these should be light kind of comedic movies that's like that, like yeah? I, the,
1: the 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 Chris Nolan Batman movies are great but they've also given us it's it's, it's inspired this right uh, well as far as whether or not those movies are great we could talk about all day right. sure. obviously Dark Knight Rises only has that one bad scene yeah
3: one bad scene <laughs> otherwise <laughs> a completely perfect movie yep. uh, <laughs> no
4: other mistakes but <laughs> not but one. We got, like, no, nope. not one there, I, I, like, I, I
1: just hate uh, these theoretical, like, summer blockbuster action, like, good times movies, movies that are so fucking dour, Right. you know, and that's why they the long. Marvel movies are like a corrective to that because yes! they're a good time.
3: But uh, that's the thing about, uh, again, Superman as a kid. One of the things we love about Superman as a kid, in in every, you know, up until now version of the Superman story, there's always at least one bit where he races a train or he uses his powers to be good at football or, you know, he's a kid because he's discovering that he has superpowers and that's what a kid does and that's fun and funny,
4: but they don't they yeah, don't give the, him any uh, of that in this film. None of that. I'm definitely not seeing I'm double not seeing it now. <laughs> I mean, oh, I no, no, no. Yeah. I think
3: you should see it. Because it's oh, really fun to be I this angry you. about something. All right.
4: <laughs> me, man. It is I would like to be angrier. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the example I was going to bring up is All-Star Superman, the Grant Morrison comic. Which is, like, I don't know if you guys have read it. It's real, real He plays good. baseball in that one? Uh, no, he's just, like, <laughs> he's just so chilled out in that book. And he's just having fun all the time. Like, there's never a moment where Superman isn't, like, it's really great to be Superman. <laughs> you know? Um, like, uh, he, it's... Like, uh, it's it's light, it's fun, and it was based, apparently, on this time that Grant Morrison went to Comic-Con and met this, like, guy who was cosplaying as Superman and who, like, would refuse to break character. And, like, the way Superman, he was just, like, hanging out at the train station, like, with just, like, he's just, like just kind of chilling out on a bench, his hands behind his back, <laughs> just like not a care in the world and Morrison was like, "Well, yeah, that's what Superman would be like." Like he would he would just be like the most chilled out, fun-loving dude. And that's why I really dig the first the early Superman movies which are comedies because it's like it's inherently ridiculous. Like Let's have some fucking fun with this, huh? Well, and just this guy not- can spin around the earth and travel time, and he brings he brings villains directly to jail. <laughs> <laughs> like
2: it's great. Who gives a shit? Yeah.
3: It's fun. It's the movies. Right.
0: <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, and this is something that David and I say about any number of genres. Just because you're incorporating laughs or or you know levity doesn't mean you lose the stakes of the story. Right. Like. Y- there are still – there's still life and death stuff happening, but you don't have – it doesn't have to be – the tone doesn't have to be life or death
1: all the time. It's uh, The example we always come to is that Goodfellas is probably one of the funniest yeah. movies of the 90s right. and also one of the most serious crime yeah. dramas.
0: Yeah, and the, and like it's – and in some cases, the humor makes the, the drama more harrowing because mm-hmm. when you realize like – especially if it's like a gallows humor, I mean – and and like you mentioned, Goodfellas. I mean, a laugh often happens right before you choke on that laughter because uh-huh. somebody has been shot or something. Right. Like
3: I, that. I, I mean, I laugh at Tarantino films more okay. than oh, I laugh at yeah. most films. Right? You yeah. can do violence and comedy next to each other, and it works yeah. really well. I think. Yeah.
0: And it's just it's like, and don't get me wrong, like the the tone of the of the the Dark Knight films, I think works very well. But it works well because the nature of the Batman character right. is that. He's lost his parents, you know, and he's he's devoted his life to, like, not getting revenge, but still acting on this this feeling, and like that's that's pretty dark stuff. I'm fine with that, but not everything has to be that. And right. even, and and what's interesting is I saw the Wolverine over the summer, which Wolverine's a dark character too, and yet somehow it felt just too damn dark. Yeah. Like he's also a white, like a wise cracking, cynical guy. And I didn't see any of that. Did you see Wolverine? I, You know I, I did not see Wolverine.
4: But, when was the last time you, you went to the movies? I, went, I saw The Best <laughs> Have Man you ever Man seen holiday. a film? <laughs> 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 no, you
1: can't The Best Man holiday, that's right.
4: I want to see...
3: Are you only seeing uh, black targeted movies? <laughs> well,
4: okay. Here are the last few movies. Medea's Christmas. Medea's
2: Christmas.
4: <laughs> Medea's Family Reunion. <laughs> Medea's Witness Protection. <laughs> the Best Man Holiday. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, well, Here's what I'll say about Wolverine, though. The best Wolverine, I found, was, again, Grant Morrison's portrayal of Wolverine in the New X-Men saga, the post 9 11 X-Men saga. Uh, Grant Morrison ran Wolverine for years, and his Wolverine was a very chilled-out, self-assured guy who was like, Look, I know I'm the biggest badass in the room. Like, I've killed a million Sentinels, I've saved the Earth a billion times— I'm just going to teach some classes, and like a lot of a lot of times, the way Grant Morrison's Wolverine would win a fight would be to just intimidate the other guy because they'd be like, "You're a Wolverine," and he's like, "Yeah, I'm Wolverine. We don't need to do this," you know. And like, like you know, in current continuity, Wolverine is a school teacher; he's like headmaster. Whereas, like, Cyclops is kind of like they take Cyclops in a different direction where he's like a very angry uh, revolutionary. You know, like Cyclops is kind of like taking up the mantle of Magneto, and it's like. That's a... It's a really natural, better place for that character to go, like... If you are unkillable and you have metal bones right. and you have sword hands, <laughs> like you're probably going to be fine with the way. Right. Like you're probably going to be like fine, walk around. You know, like you're gonna have a you're gonna go to the movies and go uh, get dinner and have a nice time. Like you're not going to be constantly worried or anxious. You're not going to need twenty four ounces of beer to hop on a
3: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're gonna be
4: very self assured. And it's isn't that what we want out of a movie? We I, th-
3: yeah. I think that. I have a theory with both Wolverine and Hulk that they're 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 if they're good bit players. Oh, like you man. want like in a m- bigger movie, they're the thing that you're going to walk away from and go, "I love Wolverine in that film, or in that team, and I love Hulk in that thing." But you don't need to see an entire film that's all about them because they kind of. Uh, Yeah, they steal this... Like, I thought, you know, Hulk in Avengers, Uh fantastic. Yeah. But I don't need to see another Hulk film. Don't care. I don't think any of them really work that well, and I don't care. I don't need to see... Just, Just Hulk can come in and just be Hulk. I want to see like a Hulk buddy movie. Honestly, I want to see like all a right, Hulk and like,
4: Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go, right. Yes, I want to see so. a Hulk and Wolverine, or just anybody. <laughs> like you put Hulk together with like you, you put Hulk and Coulson in a movie where where <laughs> it's like we're following Coulson and like Coulson has to fucking keep Hulk on a leash. You know, like uh-huh. yeah, I agree that Hulk is not is not a great protagonist, but it's like he's great for causing chaos and mischief and like you want him in the picture you know and what what's his name he played Hulk Ruffalo so good so and
1: I loved him so much um let me ask a question because I don't know the X-Men that well the comic books Wolverine's power is not his metal thing that was installed in him yeah his power is that he regenerates or heals and yeah does he have to work out that's my question. In oh. order to stay buff, or is that just does his body automatically keep him in top physical condition? No, uh, I think it's. Shredded, I think it's that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they've really. So he, can, he can eat whatever he wants. Oh yeah, yeah pretty he much. does
4: he uses his claws to constantly make sandwiches and shit. Like he's always <laughs> mm. there's always a shot of him using his claws to, like cut up salami
3: <laughs> like, to like butter bread.
4: Like I'm not kidding. He's, Dude, not, oh, he's not shredding carrots
1: for his smoothie. No. <laughs> he eats whatever he wants.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, and he no, drinks right. what, what about- He uh, drinks a ton? He does want, drink a I lot. I want to be Wolverine. What about Superman? Does Superman eat?
4: Sunlight. <laughs> does he eat here? sunlight? Yeah. But, I mean, like, because obviously yeah, he's right. got her
3: to fit in, right? Like, yeah, But he, right. Does, does, he, does he need to eat? Because I would imagine with the, like, the calories he's expending doing his stuff, he would have oh. to, like, eat all the time he isn't fighting crime, wouldn't he? Right, right. He's like yeah. Ryan Lochte, exactly.
4: Right. He, yeah, he, yeah. I was going <laughs> to say my clothes, but yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he you have, like, you just seemed carb loading. Yeah. The, that's how they could have got the IHOP in the story.
2: Oh, <laughs> in
3: the yeah. Zods come to Earth and Clark Kent's down at the IHOP, <laughs> opening the Hobbit menu and just oh. going. I need
4: five of everything in a hurry. The media's coming.
1: So, uh, so I've decided now that the superhero I would want to be is Wolverine because I could eat cheeseburgers all the time. Yeah. What, what superhero would you guys want to be? Oh my. What. What existing superhero?
4: Ooh, that's a great question. Um I guess I don't know, Luke Cage is pretty cool. Hmm? Luke Cage. He's this uh, power power man. He's like, yeah. He's got a really sweet wife and uh and he's his skin is unbreakable and everybody thinks he's really cool. He wears like uh he has a lot of street cred, which I do not have. I could really use more street cred. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, really. I just want... Those words taste like paper out of my mouth. Yeah, I guess if I
3: guess Luke Cage would be a pretty good opening bid. Uh, I love that uh, you guys pretended you hadn't thought about this before. <laughs> well, I... I've... Did that sound improvised <laughs>
0: <enough>? <laughs> uh, what I ha- I've not thought about what specific superhero, but I've thought about what superpower Oh, I oh, yeah. So And uh, my answer always creeps people out. Is it invisibility? invisibility. invisibility. No. Oh. <laughs> it is the ability to manipulate people's minds, uh, oh. like, like Professor X. Because here's the oh. thing. Let me suggest this. Okay. If I had that ability, mm-hmm. right now, I mentally say to all of you, you don't see me. I don't need invisibility. All right? There's a okay. w- there's a, a really okay. interesting. But here's
3: book. the news: you don't have that power because <laughs> yeah. I concentrated and I can see you. Oh
4: man! <laughs> well, maybe I didn't concentrate hard enough. No. <laughs> um, All I see is this very handsome glob in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Trim- Wouldn't the I is these f- floating glasses? Whatever it is, I want more of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wouldn't that potentially make your life very boring? Well, there right. is a
0: there's a yeah. a wonderful book uh, that I read uh, when I was a teenager called How Like a God about this guy who gets that ability. How like a god.
1: Yeah. Not howl like a god. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Which I, yeah.
4: Um, which and, I would read. Which is, is like, Yahweh! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Please continue. I had to fill in that hole. Please continue <laughs> well, That's talking.
3: fantastic. I apologize. Uh, thank you. But yeah, it's I all about a guy who, who
0: gets that ability. And so he... And, and like, it starts to, not unlike radiation, it starts to, like, affect his family. And so, like, his two-year-old starts speaking, like, complete adult sentences and stuff. So he's like, okay, I got to get out of my out of my life. So he... and But, like, for example, he's talking to his wife and say, hey, I, and he says, I have this ability now. And then she's like, that's ridiculous. And then he keeps trying to convince her and she keeps fighting him. And finally he just goes, you, you believe me. And she believes him, you know. And so it's little things like that. And then so then he goes out and... He never has to, like, worry about uh, – like, he doesn't have a home, but he will find somebody. Like, he'll see somebody who looks like they're pretty well off, and he'll just say, like, I'm an old friend from high school. And they invite him to his ha- to their house and stuff like that. And uh, and it's stuff it like – Did you ever read Preacher? Uh, I read some of it, yes. Where,
1: which is – it's a little bit juvenile, but that's – he uses it to he like tells someone to go fuck themselves, and the guy literally cuts off his penis and shoves yeah. it up his ass oh, that's pretty rough <laughs>
0: um yeah so it's it's an interesting book and it and I remember it always got me things like yeah like once you can get like inside a person's mind, you really like you know, you, you don't really have to worry about much else.
3: But when not you be bored? Like, you know, once you can... Like, it, it doesn't life lose all its joy once that you can just control whatever you want to control?
0: Uh, you know, yeah, I guess so. But at the same time, yeah. it's uh, it would also make my life a lot easier. If, I don't know. But
4: oh,
1: my thing yeah. was about eating cheeseburgers all the time. And right. I feel like that's... I'm not setting the bar too high. I'm not going to sabotage myself by just eating cheeseburgers all the time. All right, my, fine. Uh, buddy, flying.
2: Flying.
1: <laughs> 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 well, this gets into the other... There's another question here, which, in addition to the ability to fly, you also have to have Superman's ability to sort of withstand... The physical yeah. effect of flying, the the cold and the and the G force. It's all a package
4: deal. It right. all comes, okay. Come on, all right. who's going to be a dick about that? And also,
3: Apparently guys, me. come on. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <Right>. Remember that. <laughs> you won't be able to do the podcast anymore. You'll have to fight crime. Right, right, uh, right. I don't know. <laughs> it's terrible. Right, uh, so I I saw uh, that Richard Curtis film. Uh, is it called About time About Time? Yeah. Recently, and I I, I didn't love it, but uh, the most interesting thing is. But people would probably know it's a it's a Time travel movie, like and the guy yeah. has the ability to travel through time, but it's kind of about that idea of why you wouldn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. That's where it kind of resolves itself. And and that's I thought that was interesting. Like, you know, playing that downside of, oh, it's actually not quite as satisfying as yeah. you know, living your life. But mine definitely. I've I've thought about this a lot. Uh Daredevil. Daredevil, without a doubt. Daredevil is my favourite comic book character. Did you and want I to think- be blind? Blind, I love because I'm not very visual anyway. (laughs) But you can't watch movies anymore. Don't care. I can listen to them. I I don't know if I told you this last time I'm on, but it it annoys all my friends. But I'm not a visual person. I love. That's why I love podcasts. I love all that sort of stuff. I don't really. I'm not never a person who goes to a movie and says, "Oh, it was beautiful," but I didn't like the. Don't don't care. I listen to Law and Order while I walk. (laughs)
2: Like I
3: download episodes of Law and Order and I just listen to them in my pocket like a radio play. I don't need to see it. I like the. So I don't care about being blind he gets to have sex with hot women yeah. all the time like yes, that yes, guy yes. is like you know he's like Batman without the, the, all the hang ups you know what mm. I mean like yeah. he gets a lot he, he gets to be a lawyer which is kind of fun during the day and he wins a lot of cases he's got a good friend you know and he, and then he gets to like fight crime at night daredevil definitely daredevil yeah
1: I do like you, you mentioned something uh Again, I'm not as well versed in comic books as some of the people here, but uh, the idea that Daredevil has a good friend right. actually seems weirdly rare in for superheroes to have just like the
4: one person, not like a love interest, but just like a pal. Right. <clears throat> yeah, and it's not even like a Robin, you know, like it's not right, like right. it's a fellow crime fighter or something right. like that. yeah, like, yeah. Foggy is just. Right. His, his, his my good buddy right yeah like, it's just his, his mate buddy right <laughs> like uh, who like fill in for him uh, cases when like the plot has contrived that he is in Japan <laughs> and that fighting a hundred ninjas or something yeah Fog- yeah Foggy's is right. really having a Foggy is a really great superpower actually yeah and man he does he has sex with so many <laughs> so many hot girls like so, it's, it's, it's and ridiculous Foggy, and Foggy always points out at Foggy's right. always like you can't see how can like how come you End up with these super hot girls. You don't even
2: appreciate. And the thing
3: about, like, the thing about Matt Murdock for me is he actually enjoys, like, his. I mean, it gets, like, you know, later on in the, you know, it gets a bit dark and whatever. But like, you know, he has fun with the fact that he can meet all these hot women, and he has fun with the fact that, you know, he's, he's not Spider-Man in his wisecracking. Yeah. But it's like. You know, it's not Batman either. It's somewhere fun in between the middle of that. I like the idea. I mean, I guess it's the comic thing. But you know, if I'm going to fight crime, I still want to say something funny after I punch him <laughs> <there>. <laughs> 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 punch and then punchline. That's me
1: exactly. So, do you think we should uh, get another Daredevil Daredevil
3: movie? Not a there non will be one. one. So they're making a t- TV series. Is that oh, all? Yes, yeah, they're making a TV series, which I think is good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, like me and my friend Justin have been talking about this a lot. We actually thought that I'd love to see Daredevil done as like uh, I. This is never going to happen. But in, in my ideal world, I'd love to get David Simon, you know, from The Wire <laughs> to make like, you know, because you could do that in that Daredevil world. That whole you know, world that that's set in, you could do like a like a Wire-style show and do Daredevil as like a much more gritty, realistic, but, you know, like real to life, but still with the fun of Daredevil and do it as like a, you know, episodic. Because the thing about Daredevil is it doesn't necessarily have that. I mean, there is an origin story there, but I think mm-hmm. the origin story of Daredevil is one of the least interesting things about that character, yeah, right? Exactly. You don't yeah. need that. Yeah. But like you could, yeah, the whole idea of like fighting crime and case to case and all that sort of thing, you know, you've got a lawyer, you've got criminal, it would make, it, it'll make a good episodic, yeah, like, I think so, if they do it well.
4: I want to if, see it, I I want. I was thinking of a different David showrunner, David E. Kelly. Like, I want – because they're launching four Marvel series at once. They're launching Luke Cage, Power Man, Jessica Jones, a.k.a. Alias, and uh, and Daredevil. I want to see it as a fun legal procedural right? where, like, he, like at night, has to go find evidence. Yeah, I want it to be fun and funny because the thing is – Iron Fist is going to have all your kung fu. Luke Cage is going to have all your action. And, like, Jessica Jones is going to have all your suspense. I want Daredevil to be the fun one. And right. the current... I, I, I don't read the current Mark Wade run of Daredevil. But it is apparently back to the 70s, super jokey, super fun. I read the entire Bendis Daredevil yep. run, which is, like, so dark. Like, <laughs> every woman he loves gets murdered by the kingpin and like his identity is outed and like everybody hates daredevil and it's like it's just non-stop it's like Batman. it's like, like you're yeah. saying it's very batman-esque and it's like no you don't want that like i hope that this and it's all by the way it's all gonna be direct to netflix
2: yeah. these oh, wow. four
4: and then what they're gonna do is they're gonna put these four series together as the defenders and so there's going to be, oh, kind of yeah. like the Avengers, there's going to be the Defenders. Because all four of these heroes kind of operate in Hell's Kitchen. So okay. it's like it's going to be like the street-level yep. heroes. And it's going to be... That sounds know, really cool, actually. It. pretty good.
1: Yeah. You know, there was... Um, briefly, there was going to be... Uh, because Fox didn't... I, I think it was Fox didn't want to give up the rights to Daredevil. So they were going to rush into production of another movie. And it was going to be directed by uh, Joe Carnahan. Hmm. Um and that thinking of that reminded me. Did you hear about this recent Joe Carnahan thing? What he wrote uh, for MGM uh, the a remake of um, uh, what's the movie? The Death Race. Another okay. I, I think that I think it was Death Race. Sure. It, it's not. It's not important. Death he, Race three thousand. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, no, because oh there was got. recently. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it was Death Wish. Yeah, maybe it was a Death Wish remake. Anyway, he wrote this. Yeah, that sounds better. He wrote a Death Wish remake, and he was supposed to um, direct it. And then they took his script, but they fired him as a director and got um, a Latin American director who had made a movie called Miss Bala that was supposed to be really good, which I didn't see. And so Joe Carnahan wrote this email to the president of production at MGM saying, uh, calling him a dumb cunt and saying that you had a potentially an oscar-winning movie on your hand this remake of death wish and it it leaked this week it is a it's a fun read
2: oh god (laughs) don't put anything on paper (laughs) yeah
1: like it made me like joe conahan a little less that he called this guy a dumb cunt
4: uh, is he british i don't think joe Conahan. yeah so cunt has like it's american strength cunt yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay so it Uh, really uh, is mean yeah all right (laughs)
1: Okay, uh, that's all I had to say about Joe Carnahan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I, I most uh, narc bought a lot of uh, credibility with me, but uh, he's slowly but surely squandering it. I didn't like Smoking Aces. I didn't. Uh, did you see the eighteen? I did not see the eighteen, but and then he, he did the gray, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah which people like say was good. I, I, it. I think it's fine. There's good stuff in it, but it's you know. Is that the one the
3: where green? Liam Neeson punched a wolf? Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I remember. <laughs> Do <laughs> you think
3: because um, the, the wolf the alpha. abducted his daughter, right? That was,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Do you think the part, the part in the Born Supremacy where Jeremy Renner punches a wolf? Do you think that was a ripoff? Oh yeah. I didn't see the gray, but I, I thought this is kind of like what I understand the gray to be. Right.
0: Wolf punching. Yeah. Was, Sorry, <laughs> you, you threw me because you said Supremacy is Legacy, right? That's the which one? Okay. Oh, yeah, it's Legacy. Yeah, legacy which I never saw. Is it it's worth not, watching it, at all?
1: It's a. It's not awful. It's. It's just. It's a, sort of a. Another second-generation copy, like you make a tape of a tape. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. It's a Bourne yeah. movie that's not quite. Is Brian
4: Cox in it giving cryptic hints? <laughs> I don't remember if <laughs> Brian Cox is in this one. Pass.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the people from the, like, uh, from the Bourne movies are oh, in yeah. it, because it pl- a large chunk of it takes place concurrent to whatever the last one was, yeah. the uh, oh. ultimatum.
4: I'll right. tell you the moment I decided not to see that newborn movie. It was in the trailer. It's this fucking thing they do when they try to make a bullshit side sequel. Like, they do this all the time on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, they will reference something you like. Like, there was a line in the trailer that was like, oh my god. This guy, this guy makes Jason Bourne look like a kindergartner. <laughs> right. He's so strong. <laughs> like Jason Bourne, the guy you like. Imagine someone eight times as strong as him.
3: They never said there was only one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Was- yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah like on instance of shield, it's, it's, it's always like, oh my god, this will make this will make the Battle of New York look like, you know, a a fucking Christmas parade. Like, you know, it's just, it's all... Don't use something I like to raise the stakes on something you want me to like.
3: Although, I will actually, like, I must admit, because I've been trying with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, you you know, sometimes you're just you'll give something more chances than it deserves, but you just, I'm like, I'm going to keep going until I like this. (laughs) Like beer and cigarettes. (laughs) And relationships. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) But uh, one of the more recent episodes had like a good Thor crossover, and I actually, I thought it helped both. Like I thought it it worked, there was a nice little tie into the new movie, and it was a kind
1: of... Like was Thor in it?
3: No, yeah. but it was based like it was based around at the end of the the, like, the latest Thor movie. The episode had taken place just out the back of it, and I actually thought, oh, this is nice. It's like watching mm. you know a bit of fan fiction uh-huh. off the back of the movie. You know, I actually thought it worked pretty well. So the, there are, I think that there like there are a
4: lot of things about Shield that works. Like there was an, an episode. Uh, A couple episodes ago, like, about this guy named Scorch, and he's kidnapped in a lab, and they're trying to turn him into a superhero, and he's uh, a... It's, uh, like, you know, I know what you're saying, though, about S.H.I.E.L.D., where, like, there, it's got problems... I keep watching it anyway. Yep. And I think that's what it is to be a nerd. Like, you, you know, I'm, it's it's like, oh, look at all these plot holes. It's so inconsistent. It's terrible. Ooh, the next one's out. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Um, like, like it, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. definitely has issues. Like, the fact that they reference... Colson's death and resurrection every week, every like way. as cryptically as possible. <laughs> they are constantly referencing the Avengers in that movie. Like they can't go a week without talking about the Battle of New York. It's like, we all we already saw the Avengers. Are you trying to get us to buy the Avengers <laughs> on DVD? I already own the Avengers <laughs> on DVD. Like don't don't keep reminding me that the I know the Avengers happened.
1: You know? and I know that it's better. Yeah, I, quit, I, I get it. Quit reminding me that I could be watching the Avengers right now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I. I
3: <laughs> I think they should go a step further, and someone should go. I never saw that Battle of New York, and said, "Well, wow, it's actually available on Blu-ray now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Blu-ray, digital download, not bad." Um, I, I mean, I think because yeah, it's like we all want it to work. We all love Joss Whedon. We love Marvel. We love the idea of the Avengers. Like, it's just you know, it just has it has a couple of issues. One of the issues with it is that uh, like the team that they have built it's like a team of like one two three four five six people Mm. uh Five of them aren't qualified to be in the field. Right. <laughs> like, right. it's, it's like one like,
3: guy. They yeah, got one guy.
4: One guy. And every episode is always like, oh my god, character number three is going into the field, but they're not qualified to be in the field. Or like, character number four, but he was killed in the field. He shouldn't be in the field. Character number five swore she would never go in the field again, <laughs> but I suppose she has to go into the field. Every- it's like, just put together a team, of a field team of people that are allowed in the field. Like, for Christ's sake! don't waste the first act of your TV show <laughs> justifying the presence of, a, of one of these people in the field! I'm sorry. <laughs> Every show I does that. Very I very upset uh, everything. Uh, I don't know. Did you watch
1: Almost Human, J.J. Abrams? New I can't show? wait to see it. No, okay. I love that guy. So it has Mika Kelly from Friday Night Lights, and she's the intelligence analyst. Okay. So she's not the field person. And as soon as she's introduced, in my head, I'm like, I give it three episodes till she has a gun. Right. Because <laughs> that's, that's the way it always goes in these shows. CSI is a show, they're show about, they're supposed to be nerds in the lab, and, like, in the first episode, they said, like, we don't interrogate. We don't do the interrogation.
3: (laughs) And then in the second episode, they're interrogating people. My my favourite one of those is uh, The Blacklist. Have you seen that show? Oh, I haven't yet. Oh, oh my God. Like Because the whole plot is that, like, you know, James Spader's character, it's it's Silence of the Lambs, essentially, set, like, in some, you know. And uh, so he comes back, and he clearly has a connection, possibly the father of, but, like, he has a connection with, like, the agent who's in this, like... Secret organization where clearly they would have to do a lot of background checks before you ever got to work there. <laughs> <laughs> but she has this mysterious past that he, you're like, oh, anyway, that is the classic. That, yeah, uh, I always that, feel
1: that way about. Uh- carry on homeland i don't know if you guys watch homeland mm-hmm. but like really they didn't run a mental test and finally right. figure out that she's bipolar right like before they put her again in the field that she's supposed to be in the field and she shouldn't be
4: but i hear that the way she expresses her bipolarism is she has a lot of hot sex with bad guys But like, <laughs> that this, is, that's, this is like the most male show i've ever
1: heard of she also drinks a lot of tequila <laughs> yeah and she also disobeys orders a lot And sometimes it gets a shot. As as,
3: as someone who dated someone with bipolar, I can actually confirm those three things are (laughs) things. My God, I love this show! (laughs) I want your life. (laughs) Oh, there's some downsides, too. I can't think of one. (laughs) That that
2: (laughs)
4: that one poll sounds
3: great.
1: (laughs) Um, That thing you're talking about, that nerd thing of like, like, I hate this, the next issue is out. I'm I'm like that with Homeland now, and with a lot of TV, I think. It's sort of like... When you're at the blackjack table and you're like, you're like, oh, I've lost $150, <laughs> but I, if I keep, like, if I keep going, I right. might earn it back, and that's how, like, oh, the first season of Homeland was really good. I was, good. I was yeah. up at one point, and now I keep watching Homeland every week because I feel like it has the potential to be
0: what it was in the first season again.
3: I can't stop. I can't stop watching things. If I've started, I can't stop. I just, I'm going to see it through, no matter yeah. how badly it goes.
0: The only thing I think I really quit. Like the other, the only TV show that I loved and then stopped watching was uh the American
3: Office. Um, oh, I did too.
4: But it, but that went on for a while. that was like nine. But, yeah, but I'm.
3: But see, I get what you mean. But that's a classic example of what I'm talking about because I loved that show yeah. and I know what you mean. It got it, there was it went on too long and it, uh-huh. but I watched right through the end. I kept going and I forced oddly, myself to.
0: Oddly enough, with TV more so the, than with movies, I'm. I'm a bit more forgiving, and it's just like, okay, so I guess this is the reality of the show now, right. because certainly with The Office, like, it changed a little bit. It's like, okay, this is the reality of the show, and I tend to be kind of go with the flow with it, but what happened was I just lost interest. Right. Like, it's I didn't make a conscious choice. It just stopped being a priority, and then before you know it's like, oh, four seasons have gone by, and then, of course, oh, I'm sorry, there is one more that I stopped watching. Uh, like, I'll... St- I don't stop watching things like mid season. Like, I'll at least see the season through, and then if I, then maybe I'll stop. Uh, unless it's, of course, the first season of Sons of Anarchy, which, as I've told to David, I made it all the way through, halfway through the season finale. And I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> wow. I, I, really, I stopped I stopped wow. watching halfway it. Halfway
3: through the finale. Yeah.
0: I stopped watching it, not as a conscious choice. Like, I had somewhere to be. And uh, that was a f- like two years ago. And I haven't returned <laughs> to it. And I'm like, I think
3: I'm good. My God, you're like a father who went to this shop for cigarettes. Rats and never came
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Those poor murderous bikers!
4: <laughs> Drug-dealing, gun-running biker murderers who drown people in pee-pee! <laughs> That happened in, yeah. the,
3: in a in recent, the recent season. Watched yeah. you watched watch that? Yeah, show? I, I love that yeah. show. So I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. They
4: drowned a pornographer in uh, pee pee. I, uh, That's I, I the will. Show I
3: missing. will go. <laughs> I will go a step further. I watched ten seasons of a show that I'm not sure that I ever really truly enjoyed <laughs> one episode of, and I think you'll understand this when I say. Smallville. <laughs> oh, oh, Ten yeah, seasons yeah. of oh that I watched gosh. on the promise that it sums that because it had all my characters that I liked in it. So I was just like, I'm enjoying this enough, aren't I? <laughs> no fights, no tights, no good script. Smallville. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 10 seasons wow yeah you're because well, that you know what I could buy that at right. least because it's a soap opera yeah like I like you know uh, I watch wrestling every week right. and it's rarely good but I want to watch it you know like it's a soap opera you get caught up in that crap it's it, yeah you know that's saying? interesting
0: that you say that because as I mentioned uh in last week's episode uh though I fully admit that it is not very good I do keep watching The Walking Dead.
2: Yeah. And that oh, yeah. is a very yeah. that is
0: soap opera ish and Could, I haven't really thought of it until now, but that's that's about correct.
1: Can I ask you real quick, do you tweet while you watch wrestling? Do you tweet about it? Because uh, no. I feel like every Monday night, I feel like I have this moment where I go, Oh man, does everyone I follow watch wrestling? And then I realize, No, it's just two people, and they won't stop fucking tweeting right. about it yeah. every Monday There's night. There's like
4: a million calls to action in <laughs> wrestling to tweet. Like, you right. watch wrestling, and they're always like, Who do you want to face the Undertaker in a fatal four way? Tweet the person you want to face <laughs> the Undertaker. And it's actually kind of brilliant. Like, uh, now Nielsen will start rating. Nielsen is yeah. starting a Twitter index, yeah. which huh. is like about the most socially engaging shows because obviously you want to put your advertising dollars where the social engagement is, and uh, and wrestling from the beginning, they're like they are always using. Twitter, it's it's like ooh, this bad guy's gonna be in a match. How will we punish him? Tweet like,
2: do you want him to have to like
4: get snakes dumped on him, or like tweet if he should be covered in slime, or like tweet? It's 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 and, and like you know, it's a way because every time you tweet what you want to happen to a good guy or a bad guy, you're advertising wrestling. Uh-huh. So it's
3: yeah. really sharp. But that's a, going back to that original point of us saying yeah. that you don't have to um, explain why something fun's going to happen. You don't need to have every explanation of this is why this is going on. The wrestling is great at that. The wrestling is just so great at going. Uh, they're going to sign a contract, and we're going to have this meeting on a table in the ring. <laughs> oh,
2: no, we're not going to explain why. <laughs> we're, not
3: to explain why. <laughs> we're not going to explain why. We're not going to explain why we're still keeping chainsaws <laughs> under the. Yeah,
4: You're fucking right about that. They have kendo sticks right. under the ring. Right? Just, <laughs> it's fantastic. Right. His sledgehammers, like Triple H's sledgehammers, always under the ring. Yeah, yeah you never see him place that. <laughs> It's It's 5 a.m. He's sneaking into the arena. Yeah, it's like... It's as regular as Christmas. It'll always be there for you. And you know what you said about the contract signing? That's so sharp, because there's one wrestler. His name is CM Punk. And he's kind of like the She-Hulk of wrestlers that he... Has self awareness, mm-hmm. like like much like She Hulk can talk directly to the viewer and know she's in a comic book or Animal Man, I suppose. Like uh, there was a contract signing where CM Punk at the beginning of it, he was like, "This is going to end in a fight, right?" We all know this is going to end. So why? How about we just put the contract aside and move these tables, and we'll fight right now? And like his and like Vince McMahon and his opponent are like, you need to sign the contract. And uh, and and he's like, um, he's like, he's like, come on, guys! He, and he goes to the crowd. He's like, don't you all want to see us fight instead of
2: signing? <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts
4: fighting. Him. And then on his opponent's like beaten up body, he signs the. Yeah. <laughs> it's great it's awesome you I like this great.
1: guy I like this guy I was uh, to go back I, I like the idea that uh, you pictured the, the what was it Triple H like hiding his sledgehammer yeah. yeah. I like the idea Towing. I like the idea that when they when they come into an arena it's
3: on their rider
1: that, like, oh, yeah. that the arena has to provide yep. so many chainsaws and sledgehammers
0: wow. underneath, the, underneath yeah. the, the ring
3: I will need four folded up chairs <laughs> slightly to the side <laughs>
0: And the person drawing up the contract, like, you're not going to, like, use those, right? like, for violence, right? It's like, no, I just I just need it, you know, just right. in case.
1: Uh, I wanted to – something else uh, I was thinking about when we were talking about these TV shows, about, like, sort of checking out of TV shows. With things like the Marvel Universe and this DC Universe, and we, where we've got these movies that – interconnect and go on as part of a whole series are we gonna are people gonna start talking about it like like oh I gave up on Marvel after Thor the Dark World or whatever like is uh, are people gonna be like sort of dropping out of franchises the way you drop out of a TV show when you're when you're done with it I don't think so I think because it's less of a commitment is it's that less why? of a
0: commitment and also each one is so mar- is so notably different I don't think you would drop out of it so much as it's like you know I haven't liked Thor by himself so I'm not gonna see Thor but I'll see the next Captain America like they'll keep the whole thing Going, but in the same way that it, with comic books, you can read the Avengers comics, you can read a Captain America, you can read a Hulk, but maybe you don't like Thor or Iron Man, and you can, but you haven't checked out of the whole thing. That's kind of the it's kind of the brilliance of what they're doing.
3: If they, yeah, if they intertwine everything enough and, you know, with, I don't think this is a Thor spoiler, but, you know, no. there's another, there's another character from that universe who, you yeah, know, makes a little cameo and it's really funny and it's really fabulous. And I think if you do enough of that, and as long as they don't drop the quality of them, as long as they don't start doing that sort of thing of going, I mean, you know, obviously they're going to be hit and miss and people will enjoy ones more than the other. But if they don't just start doing that, oh, we can get away with like, you know, doing this for cheap and just throwing yeah. this out and everybody will watch it. As long as they keep trying to make them, half decent. I think people will will stay involved. I know I do. I
4: I think that I think that with Marvel you won't run into that problem because for the same reason a Marvel movie is never incredible, it yeah. is also never <laughs> terrible. Right. Like they they operate on a very good formula where it's just like, here's our hero. He's fun. He's funny. You want to hang out with him. Here's a hot girl he likes. Here's his <laughs> asshole. You know? Like, uh, oh, I hate this guy. I hate yeah. Justin Hammer slash Loki slash General Ross slash, like, oh, what a son of a bitch that guy is. Slash in the new Captain American movie. Uh, what's Uh Who plays the the guy from Butch and Sundance who's in it Robert Redford it's like oh, oh Robert, yeah. Robert Redford you know and then like there's going to be a big fight the world's almost going to end he's going to get the girl everyone's going to have a laugh you know it's it's like it, it's re- it will be really hard to screw up a Marvel movie. Like, I think that they would need to take some sort of crazy chance. They would need to do some sort of like, kind of like they did with Spider-Man 2, where they had like a five-act structure. Like, like you know, they would need to really break the mold to, to, to be bad. And they're not going to do that. They're making so much money. They took a bit of a risk with Iron Man 3.
0: You with, really uh, think with, so? With what, the, with tell, what they talk did. Talk to me about it. I'll, I'll talk all day long about it. Tell, tell me hysteros. what you did, you did you like it? I did like it. I actually recently purchased it from a
3: closing blockbuster near me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I fucking it broke that. my heart. I enjoyed Amazing. it a lot. I thought it was really good. I thought it
4: was... It was uh, my favorite one yet was Iron yeah. Man 3. Yeah, and I loved yeah. the first two, too.
0: But, the, like, they do such a good job of, of setting up the Mandarin. Like, the, before they reveal who, oh. he, who he really is... like. I would have loved that – like if they had played that character totally straight, right. I love the way they were writing him. I love the way he looked, and I love the way mm. Kingsley was playing him. It's like they could have gone with that, and I would have been thrilled. I and mean, that's what they would have done yeah. previously. Yes. Uh, but then they change it up, and they and I think they risk – and I think in many cases it actually happened – Marvel purists were like furious. Now, thankfully, I'm not uh, a purist, and part of me is just like, oh, but I was enjoying this, but this uh, this other this twist is so much fun – that I that I kind of enjoyed it, um, and so uh, so I feel like they, I feel like they took a bit of a risk there.
4: You know, I, you th- maybe I, maybe not a
0: huge well,
2: risk. Well, but. No,
4: no, you, you know what? I I will definitely agree. I'll definitely agree with you and disagree at the same time. My disagreement would be like it turned out the villain was kind of just like Justin Hammer again. You know, it's it's, it's like it's like Tony Stark went up against another industrialist. Like this is the yeah, third all, time he's gone up three. against yeah all three. a
3: rich a rich industrialist. Matt. guy pierce another australian so we just get we just get to see people and it's fine
4: and, <laughs> t- you, and you guys have fucking nero too like oh you guys have got the hulk it's a good, you guys got a deep bench I'll tell, you, I'll
0: tell you who i've been loving lately is ben mendelson
3: oh yeah who was I, that? he was in um he was in the dark Knight rises he yeah. was uh oh my God. daggett yes that's right um he's
0: he's kind of he, like bane's corporate sponsor Pimes.
3: Oh, that guy! I like that guy.
0: (laughs) He's in The Place Beyond the Pines, and I thought he was... Have you seen it? Yeah. I thought he was wonderful in it. I thought he was great. And then he was in uh, Animal Kingdom, which I liked quite a bit. And he was also in... I want
1: to say, unless I'm rem- misremembering, was in an episode of Girls. I don't know if you watch Girls. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, he was. I think he played yeah. Jess's dad. Yeah, I believe yeah, yeah. That was him. That's and right. He was yeah, in- crazy
3: down on the farm. Or yeah, yeah, they yeah. Were. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He, uh, just to give you a little, he was uh, like probably the most famous young Australian actor of his time, uh, Ben Mendelssohn, and like was in everything before Australians kind of came over here to be big stars, mm. and then uh, had some uh, like, and this is on the public record. I'm not spilling anything in particular. But had some heroin issues, ah. uh, and uh, and sort of went off the radar for a while, and then uh, Animal Kingdom was his big sort of comeback, and then bang, everything's just gone fabulously since then. i would so, explain yeah. why he
0: so effectively <laughs> plays a heroin addict in Killing Them Softly. Right, <laughs> there's, a,
3: there's a probably one of the greatest Australian comedians of all time is a guy called Greg Fleet, and he used to he did a show called uh, Ten Years in a Long Sleeve Shirt, which was about his heroin years, and uh, he used to say, I used to live with this actor. Uh, he's quite famous, so I'll just call him Men Ben.
1: <laughs> um, weirdly, I, I always get Ben Mendelssohn confused with another Australian actor named Noah Taylor. They do look oh, very yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. They're very similar looking, right? Yeah. yeah. And, I, yeah, I knew who No-Taylor was They all first look alike from, to me,
3: those, those Australians. Yeah. <laughs> you know. down at your Outback Steakhouse <laughs> with your Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Hogan, Yahoo Serious. They all look the same. Yeah, 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 see, yeah you know
1: what? I'm glad you mentioned, because last time you were on the show, yes. uh, I listened uh, afterward to the next episode you recorded of your podcast. Right. This was before Fofop. This was fop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and Charlie, your then co-host, uh, sort of poked fun at the idea that Tyler and I asked you about Yahoo! Sirius. Because yes. he says Americans always want to know about Yahoo! Sirius. I would defend that. Yes, we want to know about Yahoo! Sirius. Because 30 years later, we still don't get what the fuck that was. Right. <laughs> or and, what happened. And
3: I've learned more since then. He's now a doctor. <laughs> Dr. Yahoo! Sirius. Like that's an honorary doctorate. But like <laughs> okay. like Bob yes, right? yes. But, uh, yeah. So, I, no. But it is... It's the number one question still like, I get asked by people. Like he was obviously so much bigger here than he was everywhere else because but it's, a, all, the it's the also this. Through.
1: It's not just that he was big. It's just that like he came and went, and it was right. sort of like we did like our head spun around. Like what was that? Did that? Like, hopefully, you, can you give us some? That's why. We're, that's why we're asking. was like. Can you so all, I, all I remember
3: about Yahoo Serious was well, in Australia, that's all I remember. At high school, we all, speaking of movies that are targeted to you know certain demographics. Mm-hmm. Um, he made a, a the first one was Young Einstein, which was a retelling of the Einstein story, but about an Australian from Tasmania who invented rock and roll music. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, he split the atoms split with, the atom, with a hammer and g- with like... a
4: chisel. and g- a <laughs> And. Uh, I can't Tell if you guys are
3: joking. Or not. No, 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 no. I actually I liked that movie. <laughs> right. I've spent a lot. And on so things. that was his big sort of, you know, breakout film. And we were taken as high school kids to go and watch this to kind of, I guess, be educated about <laughs> Einstein. <laughs> 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 and then he made a follow-up to that, uh, which was uh, a movie called Reckless Kelly, which is about our greatest sort of national sort of. Myth, uh, which not myth because it was based on a real person, but a guy called Ned Kelly who was a mm-hmm. bush ranger, which was a well, a criminal uh, like, in Australia, but kind they, of
1: like a Jesse James, right?
3: Exactly, very much yeah. So the Australian version of a western. So we had this guy, we uh, and uh, Heath Ledger played Ned Kelly in a, a much more yeah you know, realistic sort of version of that uh, thing. Ned Kelly was famous for wearing a giant metal helmet on his head. It looked like a, almost like a, a beer can. Like the juggernaut? Like, yeah. Sorry, but like a giant... Just like a big... He, he made it himself. And it's... I know. It's, I know <laughs> like, all I'm saying is... Just, right. you know,
4: real quick, uh, it seems like that would be a hindrance, not a help. Like, what... what did it, well, it was
3: to protect from bullets.
4: But that's so heavy! Uh, <laughs> he's carrying... He's walking
3: around with like a fucking... Uh, a boiler on his head? He was, like, what he, are you talking? He really? was on a horse. So he's on the back of a okay. horse. And it he's is got also, guns. by the way,
1: it's a much clearer target for bullets as well. if <laughs> You've got a giant metal head.
3: I mean, hey. I guess in retrospect. But yeah, so he's our most famous bush ranger, our okay. most famous cowboy, and it's like the Australian myth. Like I said, uh, you know Heath Ledger played him in a in a movie. Although I didn't Mick Jagger play him at some Mick, point. Mick Jagger played Nick yeah. Kelly. That's right. Um, and I I got in trouble on a radio show. I don't. Uh, anyway, this is. Uh, it hurts me to tell this story because it's true. But I loved Heath Ledger so much in The Dark Knight that I hate going back to a story where the two of us had a moment where it was. Anyway, so I was doing a radio show and they'd been trying to get him in to plug the Ned Kelly film, and so he came in that morning and. It was like he, we'd taken him hostage. He did not want to be there. He did not want to answer our questions. Like, you know, you try, and we're trying our best. I'm like, it was a cool radio station. It wasn't like we're asking stupid questions or anything. We're trying to, we'd seen the movie. We're trying to engage with him. And at one stage, he's on this rambly answer and he's like, well, I just wanted to understand why Ned was so angry all the time. And I said, do you think it was just because he had really bad hat hair? (laughs) (laughs) And Heath Ledger has just looked at me and he goes, goes, well, that's not funny. (laughs) And I said on the radio, well, I didn't see 10 things I hate about you twice, you cockhead.
2: Yeah!
4: (laughs) Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Talk to a comedian about what's funny.
3: And, Fuck you! And ben, then, rest and then after, yeah, rest in <laughs> <and laughs> Obviously, obviously, <laughs> great actor, and uh, it's, it's really, it's very, you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> terrible, terrible tragedy. Terrible we all tragedy. lost a wonderful actor. Yep. Yes.
2: No. Uh, that's so,
1: an amazing story. You yes. made
4: me feel a little less bad about his death. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Great podcast today. I love it.
1: Well, I think that might be a good place to wrap it up. Feeling Should
4: it? Yes? I, okay. Yeah, we,
1: we all feel like it was a good podcast. We all feel a little bit more at ease about the fact that Heath Ledger is no longer with us.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> which, you know what? I actually rewatched The Dark Knight uh, a couple days ago, and uh, and... Flawless
3: film not, not, not a mistake in that Not a single no. bad scene I'll have an set. extra
4: hour That shouldn't be
3: there <laughs> no, at all
4: Nothing. My favourite sequence Is the double boat bombing sequence It adds so much to the movie <laughs> Wasn't unnecessary
3: Correct I'm taking everything you say On Facebook
4: <laughs> I don't even know what padding means <laughs>
3: Correct I don't understand irony <laughs> Or sarcasm
4: Iron Why? What is that? <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I uh,
0: I stick. Uh, I, the movie's very good. I stick to my flawless. original. <laughs> I, one could say flawless. Um, I stick to my original assessment. I'm. I appreciate and I, I enjoy Heath Ledger's performance, but I just do not love it as much as everybody else.
3: So you're happy he's dead. Is that what you're saying? I'm
0: saying <laughs> that's a <fence>. good riddance. <laughs> now, that's a good place <laughs> to end the episode. <laughs> uh,
1: thank you, guys. You can find you guys uh, at home can find us at uh, battleshippretension.com. That's where you probably found this or by subscribing to it in iTunes or any other uh, similar uh, program. Um, you can find uh, this show and a host of other shows in the BP fleet at battleshippretension.com as well as uh, lots of movie reviews of both theatrical releases and home video releases. You can email us David at BattleshipRetention dot com or Tyler at BattleshipRetention dot com, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Pretension. Follow Tyler at More Lessons. That's the official Twitter of his other podcast, More Than One Lesson. As at More Than One Lesson dot com. My other podcast is the TV show Hey Watch This with Paul and David. That's the show I do every week with uh, King of TV Paul Goebel. Um I don't know. We're recording far enough in advance that I don't know what we'll be talking about on the show this week, so I can't plug that. Um, so, is that it? What else do I do? I- to, to, I want to plug. Well, with yeah, I, that's that's what's about to happen oh, here. Oh, sure. I yeah. wanted to make sure I got all our, all our shit just, out of the way. I was just going to. Uh, oh right, Tyler needs to get modeling. I real need quick. to get modeling. but, we'll but do, I was going to oh, do it yeah, in like I was yeah, going to we'll just
0: go through like one sense and just say. Uh, it's, Start the, the modeling clock as I've as I've said uh, recently. Um, some of us actually care about our listeners, David, and in, and like right. and like what thanking you them. Don't care right? about the listeners. I I want to say thanks to everybody for listening for 350 episodes. Not to imply all of them have, but I have to assume that anybody listening now has gone back yeah. and paid the ten dollars to get our first 40 episodes that we don't stand by. Um, but uh, but yeah. So um, as I've mentioned recently, uh, our numbers are the highest they've ever been, mm-hmm. and that's very exciting. It's nice to know that uh, the People are still finding the show, still uh, enjoying the show, and it is uh, it is by far the most rewarding thing I've maybe ever done in my life. Well, I
1: want to say this, um, that we
0: wouldn't have these listeners
1: if we didn't have the podcast, and we wouldn't have the podcast if you, Tyler, didn't have the idea. Six and a half years ago, Tyler said we should do a podcast, and there are so many things about my life right
0: now that I love because we have this podcast. So, and thank I would you, Ty. say we would not have 350 episodes if not for the name Battleship Pretension which comes from my co-host David Max. <laughs> I'd okay. like to
4: say something real quick. Okay. 350 episodes in you can start to take something for granted. Mm-hmm. Like uh you know uh, one of my favorite the shows listeners. is Oh, no, you <laughs> listeners. Like uh like one of my favorite shows is a show called The Best Show on WFMU. It's a really yeah. great radio show podcast and it's going off the air after 13 years. And like you and I always expected it to be there every week, you know, yeah. like 13 years it's been airing. Now it's it's ending. And so and so it's like, you know, I just speaking personally, uh, this would probably be a good chance to like, you know, tell some of your friends about this show or, you know, just tweet about it, Facebook about it. Like, don't take it for granted that it's always going to be here. You know, 350 episodes is a lot. And it's like, hey, if you've been following the whole time, you know, that's a really easy way you can say thanks just by telling someone else about the show you know
1: Thanks. yes call yeah. to action tweet what do you want to happen to me and Tyler? <laughs>
4: Snakes,
3: right. slime. Well, luckily, <laughs> I have hidden some chairs under this table, <laughs> so we know how this is going to finish. David, like-
0: after 350 episodes, <laughs> I think it's time we sign a contract together.
3: Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can. I will say I, I, I'm going to join in on the boardlet as well. Then. Right. Uh, but no, cause see, it's fun. Everyone has a podcast now. You know, like that's the thing. Like, ever, like because it's easier to do now. But for you guys, that long ago when you were like, "Well, let's start a podcast," people would have been like, "What is a podcast?" Yeah. and how is a podcast and how do you do it it's, it's yeah. an amazing achievement to and I know what it's like myself I mean I have had a podcast that my co-host had to leave because of a, you know another work opportunity and I had to then make that a new and different podcast and, and it's been going half as long as you know you guys have been going the challenge is to be able to come back every week to be able to put something on the two of you it's, it's I mean it shows that nothing has really happened in your lives no <laughs> <laughs> no I think it's an amazing I achievement I recognise your joke
0: and yet here yeah. we are. Yes. No,
3: but it's amazing achievement. But as you said, people might not be saying, well, let's it's easy to get people engaged in a new thing. But oh, you know, yeah, if you're out there and you enjoy this, get people engaged in this. Plus the cool thing is if they like it, like there's nothing better. And I'm the same. Like I remember when I discovered oh yeah, dude. Like it had uh-huh. been going for like four or five years and the joy in finding something you love and realizing there's like hundreds of episodes that you can go back and listen to. It's the best. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. unreal. So
1: well, thank you guys say. for saying that. That's, that's very awesome. nice of you. Uh, In return, I will give you a chance to plug things. Work. Uh, let's go alphabetically we'll, uh, by last name. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: Both, one know. starts with an A. And he, <laughs> right. um, uh, uh, you, we'll, you can find my podcast, which... Uh, look. You can, it's still called Tofop anywhere you would find it, T O F O P. But uh, it's it it's named after Russell Crowe's band, Thirty Odd Foot of Grunt. But at uh, mindset, it was Thirty Odd Foot of Pod, and then it was Tofop, and then the other guy left, and now it's Fofop, which is a kind of fringe reference because we're in an alternate right. universe. You would love it. Oh <laughs> <goodness! laughs> hey, can we? We mostly talk. Subscribe! There's a recent episode called "Little Bats" that you would like, where we try to cast Peter Dinklage as the new Batman, which I, I particularly enjoy. Oh, uh, so right? he's the only person. Oh yes, that's right. But yeah, anyway, he's the only person who could do. But anyway, you can find that Will underscore Anderson on Twitter. And um, uh, if there's anyone in Cleveland who listens to this show, I'm doing some gigs at Hilarities in Cleveland, and then I'm doing uh, New Year's and it's got a Christmas and New Year's in uh, Denver, Colorado. So if anyone wants to come and check out those shows, that'd be really cool
0: great uh i have family in denver i'll have them come and say hi uh
3: uh, are your family also christian (laughs) (laughs) get them to say hi outside the venue
4: (laughs) 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 um and and hey i uh you can find me at twitter.com slash asterios uh, just go to Google and try to spell it, and sometimes it will help you out and tell you what you're looking for. Um, and, it's A S T E R I O S. Yeah, exactly. But Google's pretty good because I've been on the internet since <laughs> I was like a little kid, and so like Google's kind of got my back. Um, and then I also want to promote. There's a comedy magazine that I'm uh, an editor on. It's called The Devastator, and we got writers and artists from DC, Marvel, The Daily Show, Adult Swim, Colbert, Poor. We got guys that have been on Letterman, like just a lot of great comedians and indie comics artists. You know, uh, this latest issue, issue number nine, is all about toys and games, and it's got Greg, Greg Proops in it, and uh, Casey Green from the really great Gun Show webcomic. And uh, just, you know, so you can go to uh, DevastatorQuarterly.com. You can pick up a digital issue for $3, or you can pick up a physical issue for $8. And, uh, you know, check it out if you liked this podcast, and if you liked... My ranting about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yeah. You know, you might really like this this little comedy book we're making. All right. So that's the
1: the website again is De- the Davis- DevastatorQuarterly.com. DevastatorQuarterly.com. So um, thank you guys uh, for being here. This is a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, thank you at home or, or wherever you are for listening for 350 weeks.
0: Here's to 350 more. Yes. We'll get you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>